Welcome to the Big Bad Intro. Coming up... Something's coming, something, something, something is, is, is going to happen here, soon. Gee, can you vague that up for me? I would say the end is pretty seriously nigh. Well, in that case, I will wear my button that says, I'm a slayer, ask me how. God, what is your childhood trauma? Buffy, when I said you could slay vampires and have a social life, I didn't mean at the same time. You're the slayer and we're like the slayerettes. I laugh in the face of danger, then I hide until it goes away. Hello and welcome to Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm Sophie. And I'm Sarah. And as you heard in our little introduction there, I'm Irish. And I'm English. And this, as you may have guessed, is a podcast all about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're going to be re-watching it again. <laughs> and again. <laughs> yeah. And probably again. And again. But we will only take you <laughs> through this with us once, we promise. But it will be very, very thorough. Um, it will be. <laughs> so, so we thought we'd carry out a, um, a bit of a, an intro episode where you can get a feel for what the podcast is going to sound like. Yeah. And what we're going to be covering and how we're going to be covering it, as well as a little bit of a taste on why we love Buffy so much and why we've decided to create our own podcast on one of our many, many rewatches. I mean, there's there's quite a few rewatch podcasts out there. I think most TV shows have them. Um, but as far as we are aware, we are the only sort of British Isles based Buffy podcast, as far as we can see. I think we are. There's a lot of American podcasters mm -hmm. and there's an Australian as well. Um, but yeah, so there's no, definitely no English Irish <laughs> duo. Mm, quite a combination. <laughs> It's a it's a winning combination. Um, so we we are definitely unique in in that way, and I think because it's an American TV show, I don't know about yourself, Sarah, but you know I I didn't understand a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> um, because of course it was it was American. It was the it was the nineties, <laughs> and I yeah I you know it was my sort of introduction to. America mm. as well, a lot of it. I mean, I'd been over there, but, um, you know, just the idea of, of American high school and the lockers yeah. and varsity jackets and cheerleading, cheerleading <laughs> and all the hierarchy that you get. And I mean, I still have no concept of how old people are meant to be in the school because no. they all, <laughs> you know, they all look 30. So, um, but why, why did you? I mean, did did you choose Buffy or did Buffy choose you as a show? Hmm. I I think Buffy chose me really because it was kind of by accident that I started watching it. I mean, um, I was way too young when it started. So really I came in around maybe season four or thereabouts. Oh, you were but I had a whippersnapper. Yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I just, I remember it being a huge thing. Like even 
in school, people had Buffy pencil cases, the stationery and everything. So I was definitely aware of it. But I think I was kind of sheltered. My parents were like, oh, no, you know, those vampires are too scary for you. You shouldn't really be watching that. But I had a school friend uh, called Jade and she loved Buffy. And every time I was at her house for sleepovers, she would have it on. So I would see it then. And I used to think this is really cool because it was almost like this forbidden thing that I wasn't supposed to be watching. And then when it got into the later seasons, I, you know, I probably, well, definitely shouldn't have been watching because <laughs> things got quite inappropriate. But um, yeah, so I would say it chose me in that respect. And my younger sister now loves it. She decided to start watching it on Disney Plus, uh, you know, recently enough. And so we've been watching it together and it's been nice to kind of connect over that and also to see what she makes of the show now because she's 23. So just to see how much she has got into it as if it's like a current show that she's been following. So that's really good. It's so enduring, isn't it? And I, yeah. I love it when you hear that there's been new people being introduced to it from a completely different generation. Yeah. Uh, in every generation, as they say. In every generation. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I think, well, for, for myself, I was 10 um, when it came out. So I was still not the audience demographic that they were aiming for. Uh, I was also scaredy cat. <laughs> so my mother would not let me watch anything scary because I would just keep myself awake <laughs> by having <laughs> a very, very vivid imagination. And um, I even went to a museum once where there was a mummy, which um, there's a particular episode. It always reminds me mm. of. Uh, and I literally had nightmares about this mummy coming out of my bedroom wall. Oh, so I yeah. So this is the, this is what my mum was trying to avoid. <laughs> so when I first started watching Buffy, my mum walked in, and it was I think it was at six o'clock on a Tuesday in BBC Two, and my mum came in. And she went, "Oh my God, you're not watching this." No. Look at the faces, <laughs> um, the vampire faces, yeah. obviously. And um, and I was like, oh, please, 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 please. And she went, no, absolutely not. You're not watching this. And then a certain someone walked on the screen mm. and she went, oh, oh, it's the coffee man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch this with you. <laughs> so um, I was able to watch it because my mum wanted to watch Buffy. And it's all thanks to Nescafe Gold Blend. Thank God for Gold Blend. <laughs> <laughs> for those not in the know, um, if you're maybe not old enough to remember the coffee ads, uh, there was a certain Buffy cast member who made, I think, probably the whole country swoon for a good few years. <laughs> And th that particular cast member is uh, Anthony Stewart Head, of course, who played Rupert Giles. And um, the other reason why we're doing this intro episode is because we will definitely need to do a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. um, we are huge fans of Anthony Head yes. and the character that he created. Um, so 
We'll make no apology for it. No, you're not getting any apology. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's the only apology you'll get. Sorry for not apologising. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, we we will unashamedly keep referring to him <laughs> throughout this podcast. So, um, yeah, we just need to forewarn you about that because if you came into it completely blind, you would really wonder. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not that way inclined, well, first of all, what's wrong what with you? What is wrong with you? And secondly, tough shit, you know? Yeah. If you don't like it, you just go and listen to all the other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, so, well, I was going to ask you, Sarah, what attracted you to the show? <laughs> um, Anthony Head. <laughs> well, other than a certain librarian. Yeah. What else um, attracted well, you? you know, he attracted me and I stayed for the humour, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, no, the humour is, it's one of my absolute favourite things about Buffy. And I, I wouldn't have watched many sort of shows involving, like, like you, I was, and still am quite a scaredy cat. Like, I just, I can't watch horror films. I just, I'm very yeah. paranoid. Same. Um, But there's, I mean... I didn't find, well, yeah, of course there's frightening moments in Buffy, but like I can handle them. Um, but yeah, what really attracted me to this, and I think what attracts me to a lot of things is the, uh, well, the strength of the characters, the relationships between the characters, the dynamics, I love it. And just the humor, it's amazing. Like how many zingers do we have per episode? It's just, it's fantastic. And every single character has those moments where they just, they really shine. They're hilarious. And I mean, it's very emotional at times too. So I love the balance of that, but there's always humor there you know, at the heart of it. So I think that's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. The, as you say, the, the, the writing, the delivery, the, the, yeah, the, the humor, um, that, that is, as you said, it's, it's all the way through the series and, um, we, we'll be trying to pick our best and favourite lines and one-liners, as well as scenes. And we always struggle. Yeah. Um, I don't think we... We sometimes agree, but there's always a very long list of, you know, sort of also, <laughs> also could-bes or runners-up. <laughs> um, and I think it's just... It's testament to how good the writing crew uh, on Buffy was, you know, the, the, the team of writers that um, mm -hmm. that created all of these characters, the storylines, the arcs, the seasons, the big bads, um, and how they they merged the, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the 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 sad, the happy, the the awkward moments. All of those all combined, and uh, yeah, it's it it it's proven difficult, I think, <laughs> already, um, just to fit in every piece that we want to talk about with each episode. And um, again, disclaimer: <laughs> I get a bit excited about certain episodes, and I can't stop talking about them. So, <laughs> um, and we've only done a few. <laughs> <laughs> and we have had to curb it as well. We have had to sort of say, right, okay, we must remember to talk about Willow and yeah. Xander <laughs> and Cordelia and all the others. 
why is Buffy your show? I think for myself, there's a lot of real life situations. I know it's a supernatural TV show. I know that there's monsters and ghouls and all the rest of it. But there's a, throughout this, the entire series, there's an underlying element of real life occurrences. Um, and that, you know, that's good and bad. But yeah, I mean, I think for myself, you know, I was able to live some of those, some of the things that the characters went through, particularly mm-hmm. Buffy, um, and or Buffy and, and Dawn, and um, it helped. It really helped. And I don't want to sound corny or cheesy with that, but um, it, you know, it still helps me to this day. Yeah. And I just love the fact that people are finding it. Yeah, that's it's really amazing just for a show that finished what 20 years ago this year uh just how i mean we we talked early on when we were planning this podcast about fan fiction and how popular buffy fan fiction is yes. and among you know people who some of whom weren't born when it was originally airing and they there's just so much out there still being written about it all the time. I've just had a quick check on the um, archive of our own website, which is the fan fiction database, and just typed in Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV, and there's over 36,500 works on Buffy alone. Yeah, that's amazing. It's unbelievable. And I'm just looking at the first page. The most recent stories of of today. That they're, they're literally there's there's oh there's a whole page worth of new stories that have just been posted today. Um mm. so it's still so current. And you know, there's there's some in there's even some in French here. So it's it's just it's global, and I I just love the fact that there's so many different people from different backgrounds all across the globe that find something in the show, in one of the characters or all, some of the characters, or all of the characters, a particular storyline, um, where you know there's clearly you know there's amazing imagination going on with the, the fan fiction side, but, you know, just moving away from that as well as just having people like us talking about it on, on a podcast or, you know, there's fan videos being made still. And yeah. there's even, um, there's actually a, a lot of a, um, academic discussion had on the series itself. D- did you know that that actually, other than the Lord of the Rings, which is technically a film, not a TV series. It has the most academic papers published on any TV show is, is Buffy. Wow. I mean, I, I didn't know that particular fact, but it really doesn't surprise me. I knew it was a, a big, like there was a lot of academic stuff being written about it. But yeah, that's that's amazing. It is an insatiable fandom. It is. Um, and it reminds me actually... Um, of what Charisma Carpenter has recently yes. said. Um, and and I think it's just, it's testament that 
over 20 years later, there is now an audible. Do I, is it a spin-off? I suppose it is a, a continuation. Yeah. Uh, of the, the Buffy series in Slayers. Um, mm-hmm. have you, have you listened to that? I have. Yes. Yeah. I finished, I binged it over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I've got to the weekend. <laughs> I think it, I think it got completely listened to over, over the course of about 24 hours. Mm. Um, so, but we won't discuss that because of course it's a completely no. different thing and it's very new and people will be catching up with that, um, and taking that in and, but just the fact that it's still create it's still inspiring people to create on not just the unofficial level of fan fiction and fan videos and art and all the rest of it, but you then have this official level where you know the original cast, um, not quite the original mm-hmm. writers, but um, saying that though, Christopher Golden, who is one of the co-writers, uh, he wrote. And it was one of the main writers for the Buffy books that came out at the time. Um, And he was essentially writing alongside the series a lot of it. So he was essentially an official Buffy writer. He was just not writing the TV Mm. show. He was writing all the books. Um, And and this this guy has taken on um, the, you know, the helm. Um, along with Amber Benson, who of course was, or is, is a cast member um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the fact that it's it's still happening today, and it's going to continue to happen as well. Yeah, I mean, people do, they do not want to let these characters go. You know, they they just the the excitement when it was announced, just the emotion of oh my god, they're coming back. Yeah. I get to hear them again. It's, it's lovely. Just, yeah, it's so it's so really lovely. special. And yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, I think that's probably the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is because, well, I've certainly met some really lovely people off the back of re-watching Buffy again. Um, I didn't quite have the same experience when I first started watching Buffy. Um, I was very young, so my age group, they weren't really watching Buffy. and I was a bit of a <laughs> geek. So I didn't necessarily have many older friends at, at school or anything. I, you know, I wasn't encouraged. I wasn't a cool kid. So um, I never really had anyone to talk to about Buffy. So for me, it was a very, it was a very isolating. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't isolating. It helped me in my isolation, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And um so it's been fantastic for me to discover all of this again because I, you know, I wasn't part of the Buffy groups initially because I, I'm allergic to the internet. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't, we didn't have the internet um, until I went to uni. So mm. uh, and then by that time, you know, I sort of put Buffy behind me um, for for a bit. So I mean, you and I, we've met. Through yeah. our love of, well, okay, we'll say Buffy, but yeah, we mean Giles, really. Um, yeah. But you know, if it wasn't for Buffy, we wouldn't be doing this. You know, we wouldn't know no. each other. No, and, it's it's amazing yeah. how this stuff connects people from all over. 
Like, you know, there could be somebody who's very similar to you, has all these similar interests living the other side of the world. And thanks to, well, the internet, obviously, it's possible now to to start podcasts with people and to have little groups where you discuss things or even just watch TV shows together. Yes. So. Yeah, and discuss it and and yeah, and it, it's it's such an amazing community. It, it's I, mm-hmm. I think it's more than a fandom. Um, yeah. That's what I found anyway. I found it's more a, a community than than just a simple oh yeah yeah I'm a fan. Yeah, because if you're out there sort of whether you're writing fan fiction or you're creating art or videos or you're doing a podcast, people will kind of get behind that and support what you're doing. The cast are just sensational. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that they're just they're so proud of the characters that they created and they're genuinely moved by how people have responded to them over the years and what those characters mean to people. So it's like they take it very seriously and just, I mean, how often do we see, like there's usually a Buffy cast member at a convention, usually. Yes. They're everywhere all the time and it's great. It is. I think also, uh, was Buffy like one of the first TV shows to be at a Comic-Con? I think so, yeah. Um, From my understanding, I've never Mm. been to one. No, me neither. Uh, I, I don't know what, what I would do <laughs> uh, at one. Um, I'd probably just stand in the middle and need help. <laughs> and, you know, it would be remiss of us not to mention the other side um, of, you know, the negative yeah. side, um, I suppose. But I think what is really great is the fact that, and this is testament to a lot of the actresses, and actors, but particularly the actresses, where they have made sure that it hasn't remained negative. Um, you know, they proactively used that as a an inst- as a vehicle to 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 do something positive. Yeah, and you know, and I think that's that becomes part of the the Buffy story as well. Yeah, it's kind of that thing of how it belongs to everybody now. Yes. You know, you can you can associate it with its creator and obviously you do have to give, you know, credit for that. But when something like you hear about things being tainted by somebody's bad behavior, but it really belongs to the writers, the you know, all the crew, yeah. the actors and the fans as well. Yeah, so what can you expect to hear from us going forward well as we mentioned in the intro we'll be basically re-watching all episodes and delving into them in detail um as we said you know favorite scenes um you know we'll be discussing who our favorite character was in each episode we'll have a few fun little features as well like we'll be uh, we'll have a buffy kill count um, we'll be counting iconic moments such as how many times Giles takes <laughs> off his glasses and cleans them and also how many times he gets knocked out because, spoiler alert, it's a lot. Poor thing. 
gets his bunts <laughs> knocked a lot. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll be checking out the costumes, the design, the music, all of those elements that created such an iconic series. Um, and every episode obviously has its own winning moments, as well as sort of um, a few not so bright moments as well, which <laughs> yeah, which it we, all we goes will into it, refer uh, which, to. Yeah. We, which we absolutely <laughs> love. And and because we are from the other side of the pond, to our American counterparts um, and the American characters, we will be making a few comments about the <laughs> complete clash uh, or misunderstanding of cultures. Um, yes. Which, from the first time watching, some of the references we just did not understand. Some references I still don't <laughs> understand. And, of course, there are, fortunately, a number of British characters, not so many British actors. <laughs> no. Not that many at all, actually. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. How many is it? Is it just? It's just Giles, isn't it? Mm, well, we also had Ethan Rain. Oh, Robin Sachs. Yeah, dearly departed. Oh, apparently he was a really, really lovely man. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, we we definitely will have a different take on some things as well because. We do, I mean, yes, okay, it, we're part of the, you know, Western culture and, and all the rest of it, and, but there's certainly some differences <laughs> of opinion, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, yes, because we're British. <laughs> well, sorry, you're not British, are you? No, I'm Irish, but yes. our, cult, our frame of reference is very, very yeah, similar. That's, that's very true. Because we all grew up on British so, television. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's maybe as well, just to, that's probably like why I really like Giles. Because <laughs> it was really the only character I completely understood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for listening to our introduction episode of previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I can't I can't not say it. I know. You have to do it. The Giles voice. Yeah. <laughs> and next time on previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> we will be getting into season 1 episode 1 which is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Ooh. So <laughs> We, uh, yeah, we look forward to having you watch along with us. And please do make sure to chip in with your opinions. So which costume did you like the most? What, what was your favourite character? Who did you find was the most powerful performance? Was there any particular big bad that you loved or hated? And uh, yeah, please just keep posting your thoughts. Yeah, and what attracted you to the series and why was it Giles? And why is Giles your favourite character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note... Oh, come on. This is Sunnydale. How bad and evil can there be here? Thanks for listening to Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
You can follow us on X, Instagram or TikTok. Just search Previously on Buffy. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast directory so you never miss an episode.